the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It's Tuesday, and, you know, there's been so much anti-police talk. There's been... um you know, between the protest and Black Lives Matter and the media and the Democrats and abolish the police. And you wonder what kind of effect it has just on regular people. Well, there's a, a video that has surfaced, and this is a Latino uh, deputy out in Los Angeles. And listen to how this was his body cam video. And woman claims to be a teacher. And he pulled her over. Um, and then because she was on her cell phone, li- listen to what he has to be subjected to it is uh it's disgraceful it's embarrassing uh this woman is is so appalling this this is what it sounds like yes you are ma'am good morning which is and the speed limit is 40 and i was going 38 so why are you harassing you are me? correct i pulled you over because, because you're a murderer uh, yes, I started to record because oh. you can't you're a be a, You can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I wasn't on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's it's at my apartment. Oh, doesn't have it. It's your apartment. It's at my home. I'm just taking Please my stop the tape. Do you hear right away because you're a murderer and you're making me nervous and you're harassing me and threatening me? I want to start this. This is as he's he sees her using her phone while driving which you're not supposed to be doing pulls her over it's broad daylight and i want to just start this again right out of the box she's so obnoxious she is just dreadful listen to this why am i being harassed yes you are ma'am good morning which is and the speed limit is 40 and i was going 38 so why are you harassing you are correct i pulled you over because you're a murderer because, uh, yes, I started to record uh, because you can't you're a be a, You can't be on your cell phone I, I wasn't while you're on driving. my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. You. May I have your driver's license? I, it's it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you therapy. have a, Do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor? Wow. I already did. He's on his way. Wow. You're a murderer. Ah, okay. what a jerk. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you have that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. What okay. a jerk. Stop saying word? that. Yeah. Use your taser on her. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Please? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. Which Terrible. See that there. Well, here you, you stop, go, stop murderer. Shaking. What a jerk. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because right? you're scaring me. The... You're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the... Okay. Well, I'll you, tell you what. You keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. See that. You're the one who's... Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? So. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. 
It's the supervisor. For him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? Gas. It's under citation, yeah. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You want to be dear. white. Have a good day. You want to be white. What a jerk. Listen to that last part. Wow. Yeah, is that what I that's about? So. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need is, just, is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's under citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You, you want to be dear. white. Have a good day. You want to be white. She is so appalling. And he kept his calm. My God. Now, folks, other um, big news is this uh, whole situation now with, I, I believe you're going to have, and again, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Chauvin juror defends participation. They, when you want to sit on the jury, they ask you some questions. And some of the questions were, have you ever, you know, attended a protest for George Floyd? Have you ever gone to something like that? And the, this, this juror, he, he said he had not attended anything like that. And now it turns out that he did in fact attend that. And there's photos of him and he's got a, a t-shirt on that says get your knee off my neck and i can't see how that is not going to result in a mistrial i i just and 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 it can't they can't not do it out of fear they can't not declare a mistrial and i think be, because i mean we'll obviously have legal expert and our uh, legal analyst tim dodd on to talk about it but how, how the, he lied on his jury questionnaire and and the questions were very specific this is brand new i think it's interesting that um abc news had this last night they did not include it in good morning america not that i saw certainly not in the beginning but one of the jurors uh mitchell he brandon mitchell the the question asked he was in washington dc there's photos of him and his uncle had posted, apparently, maybe he didn't know his uncle had posted the picture, but he answered no to two questions about demonstrations sent out before jury selection. You know, the answer is he wanted to get on that jury. He wanted to get on the jury. The first question, did you as someone close to you participate in any demonstration march against police brutality took place in Minneapolis after his death? Second asked, other than what you've already described, have you or anyone close to you participated in protests about the police use of force and police brutality? He's trying to say, well, it was in Washington, D.C., and I didn't own the shirt. He's wearing a T-shirt. says, get your knee off, off necks and BLM for Black Lives Matter. So, again, I know that um, the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, they, they broke it. That That's a mistrial. You can't lie. Listen, I, I understand that they want to go after this police officer, but we're, we're still a nation of laws. He was the one immediately started doing the interviews with ABC, speaking out. Uh, he also said that basically in 20 minutes they were going to be done. He wanted to get on the jury. 
He's an activist. He felt his way to be active was to lie. And it's going to result, though, in I I can't imagine how this is not going to be a mistrial when you have a juror that lied in their questionnaire and it's it's going to come out. But that obnoxious woman. But see, that's what happens when you have Black Lives Matter and you have the Democrat Party and these people that are always preaching and and much like I played. You know, last week, how about the fact now, folks, as you know, if you haven't read yet, we have apparently between 80 to 100,000 illegals living in Rhode Island, new information that has come out and you have the situation at the border. And what is the vice president who's going to be in town? Kamala Harris. What does she think the reason is? Why are those people coming in? They want to come into America, get everything for free. No, you know what she thinks the thing is? It's climate change. It's climate change. That's what's causing everyone to want to come here administration wants to help we want to pick back up the kind of work president joe biden started when he was vice president we want to help people find hope at home and so we are focused on addressing both the acute factors and the root causes of migration and i believe this is an important distinction we must focus on both first the acute factors the catastrophes that are causing people to leave right now. Oh, my God. The hurricanes, the pandemic, what? the drought, and extreme food insecurity. That's not it. And then there are the long-standing issues, the root causes. And I'm thinking of corruption, violence, and poverty, the lack of economic opportunity, the lack of climate adaptation, and climate resilience. Oh, my God. The lack of good governance. Just this weekend, we learned that the Salvadoran parliament. Now, again, uh, some of that is true about the corruption and the other stuff. But the fact of the matter is people are not deciding they want to come and get everything for free in the United States because of illegal immigration. You're listening to the John DePietro because of climate change, I should say, because of climate change. You're listening to the John DePietro show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police a lot of police report if the tow truck shows up tell them let's get this vehicle over to west fountain 401-272-3340 have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years contact Karen naturals at innovast digital marketing Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. 
She's local and responsive. Call Care Naturals at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor senior citizens discounts are available and saturday appointments are available come on call ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 folks it is my pleasure right now joining us on the line what an incredible new book the case against the new censorship protecting free speech from big tech progressive universities it is the world-renowned Alan Dershowitz, Professor Dershowitz, it's John DePietro. You're on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Congratulations on this new book. Well, thank you. At least you're not canceling me. Megan McCain <laughs> canceled me. She tried to cancel me on The View. Um, she's no civil libertarian. Wow. Uh, she wrote, a, she wrote up a thing saying because I was accused, even though I was falsely accused by a woman I never met, never heard of, and wrote a whole book about it. Um, Megan McCain says, if you're accused of anything, you can't be on the view. Fortunately, she was overruled. But uh, uh, you can admire and support McCain. I certainly admired and supported her father, but uh, she has a, a little bit of learning to do. I, I agree. What America you, is about. Agree. I normally don't. But in that particular case, just what the media goes after. Uh, actually, normally I'm pretty critical of her. Uh, touch on, though. You know, you're exactly right, Professor Dershowitz. What what brought you to write this? I mean, you've written different books, but this particular book. And it is amazing in 2021 how much free speech is under attack. Well, the reason I wrote the book, because I've written a lot about free speech under attack by governments. I've been litigating free speech cases against the government since the 1960s when I was like 29 years old. I argued my first case in the Supreme Court on behalf of a banned movie called I Am Curious Yellow. So I have defended free speech against the government uh, over and over and over again, Pentagon Papers, you name it. But now it's a new problem and it's much more dangerous. Because it's not the government that's censoring. You can beat the government in court. It's private parties. It's the big tech. It's YouTube. It's, you know, Facebook. It's Twitter. And you can't beat them in court because they have their own First Amendment rights. So we have to beat them in the And I decided to write this book to take on the big tech and to take on the private universities and take on quote, graduates, or really big graduates, who want to deny free speech. Go back to the current 
cancel culture and attack on free speech is even more dangerous than the McCarthyism in my experience when I was a young kid in college. Folks, again, I was speaking with Professor Alan Dershowitz. You know, I like how you get into the events leading up to the free speech crisis was the election fear. When did you first notice that we weren't even supposed to discuss whether or not this was a fair election? When people called me on the phone and wanted me to represent them, my pillow guy, uh, Mike Lindell and, and others, um, I don't necessarily agree with them. Uh, people have the right to take whatever positions they want on the election. I'm a liberal Democrat. I voted for Joe Biden. Um, but I think Mike Lindell has the right to say the election wasn't fair. I think anybody has the right. I think President Trump has the right. I think President Trump had the right to say what he said. Uh, in, in, in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I don't agree with much of what he said, but, uh, you know, Voltaire once said, I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. That's been my principle. I defended the rights of Nazis, Nazis, to march through Skokie, Illinois, which is a community of Holocaust survivors. They did it to provoke and to make angry and to, and to create all kinds of difficulties for Holocaust survivors, and yet I defended their right to do it because... If the Nazis can't march through Skokie, then Martin Luther King can't march through Birmingham. You can't have a First Amendment that applies for me, but not for thee. Professor Dershowitz, how did big tech arrive at this? And also, do the progressives, do they realize that they're limiting free speech in in this way? Because you would think it would be the opposite, that the progressives would absolutely embrace free speech, but they, they really don't. They don't. In fact, many progressives don't believe in free speech. Um, many professors now are beginning to write articles. What's the big deal about free speech? It's patriarchal. It's colonialist. It's imperialist. It gives advantage to articulate people. And it's, you know, it's, for the first time in my lifetime, academics are beginning to write uh, academic articles against the First Amendment, against due process. And the reason is obvious. These millennials and these progressives, they're not progressives, they're regressives, they think they know the truth. They think they know the truth with a big T, just the way Stalin thought he knew the truth, and Hitler thought he knew the truth, and Mao thought he knew the truth, and Castro thought he knew the truth. If you know the truth with a big T, why do you need dissenting views? We know, they know, that every time a white policeman shoots a black uh, person, of course the policeman is at fault. They know that uh, every time a woman accuses a man, uh, like Megan McCain, they know the man, of course, has to be guilty, and the woman, of course, is a, is, is a victim. If somebody says the election is unfair, we know it was fair, so why do we need dissenting views? Somebody says, hey, I'm a little worried about the vaccine. No, 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 no. Everybody should take the vaccine. So it's the idea that we know the truth. And if you know the truth, what do you need these cumbersome things like dissent, free speech, due process? They just get in the way of progress. And they got in the way of progress for communism. They got in the way of progress for fascism. And they're getting in the way of progress for progressivism. Professor Dershowitz, you've been on uh, a college campus for a long time. Um, How is this the worst you've ever seen it on the universities as far as their, you know, you have students that will come out and say that they don't feel comfortable exposing or I should say revealing some of a lot of their views in a classroom discussion because they they just know how it will be received by the professor. 
I get that all the time from students. Um, a lot of it has to do with Israel. If you have pro-Israel students, uh, even if they're critical of Israel, if they favor the two-state solution, they're afraid to say anything positive about Israel because they'll be downgraded. They're certainly afraid to say anything positive about Republicans or conservatives or Donald Trump. And yes, there's a terrific fear of saying uh, anything. Well, look at what happened to the uh, guy who runs um, Brooklyn Center, the little town outside of Minneapolis, yep. yes. where uh, Kim Potter uh, accidentally came, thought she was tasering, and she shot and killed a young black man. And the, the head of the town uh, said, well, she certainly ought to get due process. Due process, yes. And he got fired. Yes. And there were threats. If he didn't <laughs> get fired, uh, there would be violence and demonstrations. So now you get fired for asserting a constitutional right? I mean, what is going on here? Yeah. And that's why I wrote the book. I hope people will read the book. And I hope, more important, I hope people will act on it. Because the only recourse we have is to defeat these new censors in the court of public opinion. Make it clear, we don't accept what you're saying. We don't accept what you're doing. We will fight back. We will create alternative sources like Rumble. I'll give you a story. So Bobby Kennedy, who is the uh, son of the former attorney general, Robert Kennedy, um, is great environmental lawyer and critical or skeptical about vaccines. So he challenged me to a debate on the constitutionality, on legal issues, medical issues. We had this wonderful hour-long debate. Tens of thousands of people watched it and enjoyed it. And people even changed views as a result of it. Hmm. YouTube took it down. They said, we don't want anybody to hear a debate on vaccination. We don't think it's a debatable issue. And so now you have to go to Rumble if you want to watch me debate. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, and I hope people will go to Rumble and watch this debate. You know, what YouTube was basically saying is Dershowitz is right, Kennedy is wrong. I don't want to win by default. Right. I don't want to win by censorship. I want to beat Bobby Kennedy in the open marketplace of ideas. I want people to say, hey, we listen to both points of view. We think Dershowitz is right and Kennedy's wrong. Uh, or the opposite. That's what debate's about. That's what free speech is about. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Professor Dershowitz, and again, folks, the book is fantastic. The Case Against the New Censorship, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor, what about, you know, Facebook and Twitter banning President Trump? And it all seemingly stems from just his views on the election. Um, how did this come that big tech can throw him out in that way? Well, look. it's happening all over now. It's not only big tech. Look, Simon and Schuster wants to publish some books by Vice President Pence, former Vice President Pence, and 300 employees of Simon and Schuster saying, no, no, you can't do it. We don't want Vice President Pence or any Republican or anybody who supported Trump to have a voice. So they're trying to silence opposing points of view, Simon and Schuster, you know, and, and, the, and the reason is because they're learning in universities. And the people who are in universities today, in 10 years, will be the editors at Simon and Schuster. The people who run Facebook and others, and uh, that's uh, the problem. The problem is that universities are training people to think sensorially and to stop uh, debates from occurring and hearing two sides of an issue. And that's not only frightening for the present, it's very frightening for the future. You know, he's very uh, under attack these days, and he doesn't say anything obscene. He doesn't encourage violence. But Tucker Carlson, because he has a successful show, because he has a well-researched show, he's entitled to his views. There is such an effort right now to just, Tucker should not be allowed to have a show. They need to take him off the air. He needs to be silenced. 
Well, let me tell you about the hypocrisy on all sides. So I used to be a regular on Tucker Carlson's show. And then once I was on his show and I criticized something he said about immigration, I've never been asked back. Hmm. So he, too, engages in, in censorship. So, uh, you know, you have to understand that it's coming from both sides. And uh, Tucker Carlson used to accept all points of view. But when you criticize him, he doesn't like it either. And someone else who I think uh, you're going to see is like Joe Rogan. I think he said yesterday, uh, if you're a young person, you're healthy, yeah, you probably don't need to get the vaccine. Professor, watch the uproar. There'll be, there'll be pressure on Spotify. Not that he has a different point of view. He needs to be canceled. He needs to be removed for even thinking that. What we need to do is have me on the show to oppose him and explain why it's very important for young people to get vaccinated. Yep. That COVID has all kinds of negative implications for people's health in the future. Um, I come from a family of doctors, both my grandchildren in medical school, my daughter-in-law is a, a doctor. They're fighting COVID day and night, and they understand the implications uh, for young people. The data now shows that a lot of young people survive the first encounter with COVID very easily, and they don't get sick and then six months down the line they get sick and we don't know what's going to happen you know two years down the line we also don't know what's going to happen with the vaccine life is full of risks and cost benefit analysis and i generally go with the science and uh, i hope the science is correct i wrote a piece in march of last year you're in two months ago already now in which i said believe science but be skeptical of scientists because in those days the scientists were saying, don't wear the masks. They were they were not telling us the truth. They didn't want us to buy masks. They wanted the masks to be available to the front first responders. And they said that COVID is spread by touch, not by aerosol. And I wrote a piece saying, I don't believe either of those two positions. I'm skeptical, and I'm going to tell my family to wear masks, and I'm going to tell my family to stay six feet away because of aerosol. And, you know, I turned out to be right. Uh, and And... Science isn't always right all the time, but like democracy, it's better than all of its alternatives. Folks, again, we're speaking with Professor Alan Dershowitz. Uh, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Professor, what about, could you touch on Chapter 3, Violent Responses to Speech and Incitement? Well, what we hear now is violent threats all over the place. Violent responses to everything, violent responses to jury verdicts. I mean, the reason I think, for example, the Chauvin verdict has to be reversed by the United States Supreme Court is that the 12 jurors obviously felt what the one alternative jurors already told us she felt, afraid that if they came out with a verdict that was not liked by the public, there'd be violence. And so, you know, violent reaction to uh, to speech is uh, is extremely dangerous. It's another form of censorship. And uh, it's uh, something that shouldn't be tolerated. In the Schrobin case, I hope the Supreme Court takes the case, reverses Schrobin's conviction, sends him back for a trial with a sequestered jury. Now, I have no brief for Schrobin. I think what he did was terrible, based just on the videotape. was terrible, but he didn't get a fair trial. And he should have a sequestered jury, and it should be outside of Minneapolis. The same is true of the three co-defendants. The same is true of uh, Officer Pam Potter and others who have been affected. They should have sequestered juries because Al Sharpton and and Maxine Waters shouldn't determine the outcome of jury trials. Mm. Professor, on uh, two different notes, could you just touch on, I believe that Senator Ted Cruz was at one time a student of yours, and, and I believe... 
that I've heard you say he was he was just one of the most brilliant students you've ever had. He was, and one of the most important students and interesting students because you know I never tell students what to think. For fifty years at Harvard, I never told them what to think. I try to teach them how to think, and I'm always the devil's advocate. And when Ted was in the class, I didn't have to be the devil's advocate because he was the devil himself. He <laughs> made all these right wing arguments all wow. the time. And uh, it was great to have him as a student. I, took, I had him for two classes, and he was you know, one of the most outstanding students. Uh, uh, some of the students didn't like him because they said he was too smart for his own good, but everybody acknowledged how smart he was. Yeah, and, and, and again, you know, you didn't agree with his views, but no, he was, uh, you know, <laughs> relentless in being able to present them. And what about the de- dedication of your book, Someone Who, uh, who I Highly Respect, and that's Harvey Silverglade? Harvey has been my colleague and my friend for, I think it's, he was my student in 1967. So count the years. Uh, it's uh, over 50 years, over 55 years. We've litigated cases together. He is a principal civil libertarian. He always takes a back seat. He's very quiet. He's written several important books about university censorship, about overcriminalization. He is one of the few genuine, genuine liberals left in America. And remember, don't confuse liberal with left. You can be a liberal on the right. You can be a liberal conservative. A liberal is somebody who is open-minded, willing to hear all sides of all issues, and uh, generally tolerant of uh, other points of view. And that's Harvey Silverway personified. Professor, before I let you go, can you also just comment on uh, Sharon Osborne and even Piers Morgan for that matter? But Sharon Osborne, she was basically fired from the talk because she was defending her friend and said, I don't see where he's a racist. And basically because of that, she was fired off the show on CBS. Well, that's happening over and over and over again. People are terrified to say in public what they are used to at least be willing to say in private. Today, they're afraid in private. Today, universities are going back and looking at posts that you may have done four years earlier to friends in which you may have expressed some point of view that is unpopular. And they're sending admissions to universities based on posts. And they're doing it very selectively. They're doing it very selectively, racially selectively, gender selectively, and in other ways selectively. And so it's, it's, it's very, very dangerous. People should be applauded for having different points of view and should be encouraged to produce diversity. And I don't mean only racial diversity. I mean ideological diversity. And ideological diversity is just not being permitted on campuses today. Oh, so and in and major networks yes. and other areas of life. Uh, look, uh, uh, many magazines now have fired people. Publishers are refusing to publish books. It's spreading. That's why I think my book, The Case Against the New Censors, is important. You can get it on Kindle and, you know, uh, Amazon or any other place that books are sold. So I hope people will read it and will act on it. Folks, the book is The Case Against the New Censorship, Protecting Free Speech from Big Tech, Progressives, Universities. He is professor, author, attorney, Alan Dershowitz. Professor, an honor to talk to you. Congratulations on the book. We'll talk to you again. Thank you. My honor. All right, folks, there it is. Alan Dershowitz right here on The John DePietro Show. Right now, it's 12. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, 
you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com.